0: They call me the doctor. What the doctor? I am the doctor. I'm the, the, the doctor. I'm the doctor. I am the doctor. I'm the doctor. Greetings humans, Daleks, Time Lords, and more Weeping Angels. You're listening to Exterminating Doctor Who. This is the show where we take popular episodes of Doctor Who and debate if they're really as good as their reputations. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about the time of angels slash flesh and stone. Continuing on from last week, talking about Weeping Angels. We've now got more Weeping Angels, because I thought it'd be quite nice to do these two episodes in a row, to really... uh, Mm just see how we got from and angels and blinked weeping angels fear. yeah when you mentioned it i was like that seems nice just seeing the angels again that's nice mm. but after watching them it's like this feels like a direct sequel to blink mm. so it's ex- so it's more relevant than i give you credit for yes i think about the scheduling don't i yes <laughs> i do actually put effort into it i know it. but it's, it's I'm, I'm very proud of you with this one yes no i um it's an interesting one because as i was watching it i suddenly went hold on does this actually have a good reputation but it does because people do remember it as, oh, this is the Doctor fighting the Weeping Angels. It is regarded as, let's say, part one, especially regarded as a seriously good episode. But then, if people think, oh, Time of Angels first then that's a bit meh. They're probably thinking of Flesh and Stone. It's being dragged I, I down think. by the other one, yeah. Yes, which is generally how I feel. I'm, yeah, I've said this to you, but my number one favourite Eleventh Doctor moment is in Time of Angels. Like every time I go. What do you love about the the eleventh Doctor? I point to that scene. Mm. This, this is what I love about the eleventh Doctor, flesh and stone. I do think then turns into. Well, here's a PowerPoint presentation about what you're going to get about later your on? series are. Yes, and suddenly I go Yeah, all right, but um, no. I do, generally, if I had to say, do I enjoy it or do I not? As a two-parter, I do really enjoy it mm. because I think the first one is so strong. It's so strong. Yes. Is like, I, will, I mean, I will, I will sit through the second part because I like the first one so much. This isn't like Stolen Earth and Journey's End two-parter, where one of them is a little bit stronger, but they're both quite strong. Yeah. This is more like the first one is so strong that it can just lift it up, you know. But that that, that comes from the fact, um, if you look at my notes here, that's like with the, with the second part, you've got one, two, three, four, five, five positives, one, two, three, four, four negatives yeah. and one middling. That's for the second part. For the first part, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 positives for Jesus. the first part. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. And that just shows you, you know? And kind of because I was eating cake while watching the second part. But no, it's all about. So you're the on positives. a sugar rush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sugar you're saying nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> and you're going, hold on, you. I've got cake to eat. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't really matter. No, anymore. but that's, that is exactly, that just sums up how I feel yeah. about this. Yeah. So what, what, what of those positive points is that anywhere specifically you want to hop in? I've suddenly gone very hot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm very impressed by how I wrote Time of Angels because I wrote it with a plus as the T. <laughs> <laughs> Time of Angels. I didn't mean to, but I've noticed I've done that. That's great. No, a place I want to start. And I think it's a really good place to start. River, River Song. River Song. Yes, she's back, baby. I believe the only time we previously talked about River Song was in Let's Kill Hitler, wasn't it? I don't think we've talked about her again, have we? Not, not properly, that I, not that I can think of at the very least. And I remember saying in that episode again, I do, I do like River. I am a fan of River. Uh, it's when she was originally in it, I think I really liked her. And then when she kind of kept appearing, I was going, Right, I've had enough of you now. But in recent years, I've come around on her again. And I've recently, here we are, this is a common theme I say a lot. I've recently listened to her big finish. So I can say River has gone so far up in my estimations, it's quite unreal at the moment. I'm a big river high at the moment. So having her here and just being badass for five minutes, kind of being like kind of a bit, a bit James Bondy, really. I was kind of thinking, I'm really enjoying mm. this. And this is a really cool way of going. She's only been one, it's been two years, but only one series since she was in Doctor Who. And then you get this big mystery, and you could have ended it at that, but obviously you you can't in hindsight. You could have gone, oh, who is this? You'll find out. You know, i find that kind of thing. You know, you get that with some mysteries. But here you just get her going, River Song's back. And you go, wow, we're actually going to see more of it her here. And you just get her being really cool. And you see her at a point with her relationship with the Doctor where they're so like, I know who you are. I know who you are. And it's kind of this like really flirtatious mm. and bantery and just really cool it's like they but it was interesting because they knew who each other were but neither but one of them knows how the other dies but doesn't really know them all that well personally yeah. the other one knows the other one really personally but doesn't really know where they're at yeah you know yeah it was nice it Which was really, really well done that's, that's what i love about I it. i think that's yeah. a strong it's just a strong part of like any of the entire river doctor arc whenever they're with each other like Different, like just whatever time it is, whenever they're with each other, because it's always a different time. It never feels wrong. Like what I mean is, you always feel like whenever they're saying, like I've only just met you yesterday or whatever, whatever time they're at, whenever they're meeting up, it always feels accurate. They always that it's, think... it's a testament to the writing and the acting because they're at because I never, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh no, I'm not. You feel I feel like you know him too much here or whatever. Mm. It's always. I think it's a really good idea that it's because I think probably because we know enough of both timelines that we can work out. Oh, she is roughly about here in this, and he. We know obviously we're following the Doctor timeline, so his timeline, River, is very clear. But hers, if you said to me write down River's timeline, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it for you. But we know enough, vaguely. Oh, she was there. then that. and this. And so we know at this point is post series. And you can six tell where by she's the in Storm Cage and all that kind of thing. And you can tell by the book how whether that is. You can yeah. see where. Yeah, because because they've said, haven't they? That the Doctor gave her a book with the exact amount of pages that she would need. Damn, freaky that! Imagine so bits like where she's flying the TARDIS, and he's she's like, "I learned from the best," and he kind of goes, even though he's not taught her, he goes, well, "Like he knows he's gonna do that one day." I know she then goes, it's a shame you weren't available that day, but obviously, of course, it was. You yeah. could tell by the... It was yeah. very much implied. Yeah. yeah. But no, I really... I loved the cold open and the escape. I loved it because it was all about... It was all about introducing you to the wider situation of this crashing ship and there being something in the hold, you know? Mm. But it is, it was more about an introduction to River. She's Kind back. of a proper introduction as well. <coughs> a proper introduction to her wider character. Or at least her character before... Because she when to the she's library, in, you know, in the library, it's very much... It is Professor of a Song, which is towards the end of her life. Whereas this version of River is what she's more likely to be for most of her life. So you kind of... You when, get an average. Because when she even goes, oh, I'm going to be a professor one day, we're not there yet. Yes. So it's really nice just to kind of have her like cheeky on off yes. the rails Yes, the song, and, it, and it Yes, exactly. And it, was really, and it was really nice also seeing the Doctor who had come like in, basically from her death mm. to this it was nice seeing how he was around her because he was nice but there was an element of n- worried or nervousness do you, you know what mm. i mean there was there was something there and it was just really nice just that introduction at the start and also a bit of sassiness between the pair of them which was wonderful especially my favorite moment from the cold open which was the stabilizer and when he's just like well that's, oh, that's boring that's they're blue the cold They're open, blue but, yeah. boringers you, yeah I, yeah you know but it was really nice Still, intro. It was really nice, that bit, the Blue Boringers. I don't know Mm. why. I just, well, I do know why. It's hilarious. And it's over to the Doctor being a child about, this is my TARDIS. I know how to fly it. And I like the sound. And I like, I mean. It is a moment that is kind of inaccurate because every other TARDIS we've ever seen in the show does also make the noise. So clearly it's not just the doctor who leaves the brakes on. Like, the master's is also does yeah, it. Yeah, but also that, that might just thing. be River just teasing him, you know. A yeah, bit. So, but I like it just to be that maybe there's a way that you can turn the sound off that isn't what she's saying it is. It's, it's probably, so it probably is of, a silent button. Like, a, yeah. let's make it silent. So and, she just does that and she goes, well, you leave the brakes on just to be cheeky. Yes. Just, just to irritate him, basically. And I, But, a, like, I can let that slide because that's, that's what... It's like when people go, oh, you bicker like a married couple exactly it's nice it was a really nice it was just really nice yeah just not just in this opening or this little bit after the opening it was the whole their relationship throughout the whole episode i think was and it was incredibly strong and i loved the switch we got from river being the suave bond-esque spy mm. criminal thing don't didn't uh, thief I mean, there's, there's like... Discoverer, spy... Like, like you really, like even across a big finish, you kind of get... You get James Bond, you get Indiana Jones. There's loads of things going on with But her, you like got you that kinda... kind of thing at the start. Yeah. But then what I really liked is how we had that at the start, and that's kind of, as you said, average River. But then as soon as she kind of got into the military getup and you saw her later on in, the, in Time of Angels and then obviously in Flesh and Stone, I got a real sense of River from... The library Much that professor, the professor exactly edition, yeah. you, you could see oh I, I get that yeah this is quite clearly like in the start you get this is quite clearly river for the rest of her life but then once you see her being more like the professor river song you're like i see how she can become that mm. and it was incredibly well written and i think that's i think that's really important for this kind of character because we're seeing her out of order she's got to be accurate and it was just really nice seeing that seeing that it could quite easily flow into another character, into another, into a change in the character, you know? It's like when I mention um, Luke Skywalker, how you get a sudden change from him being this hopeful guy to just a depressed hermit. I needed to see that arc, and the fact I never did means I can never fully accept him being a hermit. But with River, I see every part of her arc beautifully. And that means I'm never at a a point where I'm thinking this doesn't make sense. How did you get from that to that? Exactly, Because even if you think about, like I said, it's Average River. Because if then you think, well, we see River. Next time we see River is obviously in the finale. And that's more Average River because she hasn't done this yet. So She says to him, you're going to do the Pandorica next. We've not done the Pandorica, but she's already been there. She's already done that. And I love that kind of idea that you go, oh, we're back to this river. Oh, yeah, because she's not done the Angels yet. Well, we have. I just love that kind of bouncing around kind of thing. Like you said, she does go much more into the Professor one. At the moment, I w- kind of really enjoyed, actually, is when the angels are saying, Doctor, we need you to throw yourself into the crack to sort this out. And she's like, going, I'm a time traveler as well. I've done all these things. Throw me in. And she's like being kind of really like selfless at that point, right. just being like, you're more important than I am. Let me do that. Might be of a certain thing she did. Later on, her. yes. And it is kind of like, i really really enjoy the moment just how you've gone from really cheeky and fun but you then you kind of go right down to business now then by that point it's going right this man is the most important thing yes i have just murdered him but that's not the point this is the most important man in the universe you need to be alive even though i've just murdered you but we'll come to that next Needs to be alive to be murdered <laughs> yes she's already murdered him but he needs to be alive so he can yes very. Very good time. And she doesn't know there. that she doesn't die there. So she for all she knows, she knows she could die there and the doctor survives. So it is genuinely she was willing to sacrifice yeah. herself for that. Yeah, exactly. And the doctor knows obviously and you don't die here, but mm. it's still I could. You know? Mm. It's all very it's it very, very strong, the both of them, you know. But really I would, I would have loved to have seen Stephen Moffat. He must have had like a whiteboard or something or a notes board when he was planning wow. it. Like, just go, right. So she's saying that and that means like, like you just said there, like like yeah she knows he can't die but she could die and he's going i know you can't die but i could die it's that kind of thing you must go rr, 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 where are we now that? that kind of thing and i just love i would have loved to have it's seen probably that kind of thing. just all the little hints yeah i just love river in this episode mm. anything else to say uh about river and, yeah. and the doctor no i think i've covered that okay that cool well. so i think next really do you want to talk angels next or the general plot or do you know where do you want to hop in um, well, if we're not hopping in, I'll do a bit which you will probably cut out. And I'm going to say Murray Gold's music in this is really good. And I'm going to compare this quickly to the <laughs> Series 13, which I oh, my God, no. But one thing I noticed when watching Series 13 yesterday is... Listen to our Flux review.
1: Oh, yes. Out now.
0: Is that the music is a huge part of Doctor Who. And I notice this more and more the more I watch with Jodie Zero. You're missing something. Something's not there. And then when you go back to an episode like this and you see and you hear, I should say, Murray Gold's music and you're like that's where it's at. Right. And it's incredible throughout this entire episode. And there's a moment, which we'll discuss more in detail, where the music goes it's the doctor's theme, Matt's doctor's theme, but it goes really tense and it is brilliant using it in that moment because it's a moment where the doctor is doing something really doctory. He's figuring something out, but by figuring this thing out, he's making the situation much worse. Yeah so it's beautifully told by using that that piece of music in that way in that moment yeah. and mwah, murray gold you're a saint so that can lead us in we shall talk about that moment in due course as i think yeah let's just talk about the angels because it's next big theme after River the really. angles the angles yeah i probably <laughs> i probably wrote that a few times before right there for example <laughs> um <laughs> um Aiden yeah. used to want to write you know <laughs> That ship sail. Um, I, I, it was just because you couldn't spell really. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. But last week we did the blink, we did the blink. Last week we did blink, we talked about the angels there and all that kind of thing. So got you know, we're well, not gonna repeat that, go listen to it. Pause this, go listen to that. Yeah, if you want to know why we like the angels as a concept, go there. Go there, yeah. Not gonna do it again. Um, but here you get more information, new information, some changes on that information, more of that kind of information. A clarification. I think, it's clarification, a really, I think it's a, you did say it is a nice sequel, and I think it is very much. I mean, I'll just side attention here, but I think there are all these kind of things in this episode where it feels like it's there's a bit of like going. The audience think they know what's happening. We're just going to change that, and I think for, for an example. Just talking about River, for example, so I just forgot to mention this. Is there's a lot of you're his wife, aren't you? Yeah, you're his wife. Yeah, look, we all know you're his wife. It's kind of the audience going because, like, I think I assumed it was the wife. I think most people assumed it was the wife, but it's kind of going maybe. But even if it is, it's not that easy. So it is like going, like, yeah, I could, I could be the wife. But nothing's that simple with the doctor, and it does that kind of thing. It also does that in the same way with the angels here, like you pointed out. It'd be like, well, why don't they just close one eye at a time? Because then your eyes are doctor water, and you can do that. It does that here, and it shows you that doesn't work. And I think there's a lot of these things, it's like going, "Well," and it's all these kind of things where the audience is going, "Well, this is easy to get out of." Oh, I know this. It's going, "No, you don't." Hmm." I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of watching a TV show and being like, "Well, you know, if I were there, I'd clearly just run to the door, open it, do a little backflip." Yeah, and this shows you if you did that, you still wouldn't get out of the situation. And it is one of my favorite moments—that the 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 moment where. Amy's trying to cover it, do one eye than the other because it's like this isn't really working because you can't really do it effectively and still <laughs> see what the hell is going on. Try it; it, it does mess with you a wee bit. You, 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 there's there's a moment especially where... especially if I'm, you're focusing on trying to get a door open. You're going, yeah, and right. you you I need to focus on one thing. You're here, yeah. <laughs> sweating. You're probably going to the surface of an angel is about to <laughs> snap your neck. So you're not having a great time. You just wouldn't be able to do it effectively. No. And I it it was really nice seeing that. And as you, as you said, you know, it's just kind of Stephen just being like, you think you know how it is? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. I like yeah. that kind of aspect. Because I like that this gives you. I like because what we were saying last week as well is that blink gradually reveals the information about the weeping angels to you. It first shows you that this is up to you back in time. And then it shows you that it's from blinking. And this kind of gives you even more. Like it goes, yeah, and even if you have a picture of an angel. It is an angel. And it's just re- still revealing more to you. And I like that because it is just like you could just go, the weeping angels are back exactly as we knew them last time. it's more of the same. This goes, yes, but there's something even more to them this time. Cause then you go, oh, there's a new threat. Because we've said, when you start to see too much of the weeping angels or any monster, you get used to it, you get familiar, you don't become scary anymore. So if it was just the weeping angels are back, but exactly the same as we know them last time, you would be like, sure, I liked them last time, but by going, here's something else that's scary, you kind of go, Oh, I didn't know what else can they do? And this is more mm-hmm. a, when they rip out the guy's spinal. Not spinal cord. What is it? Whatever it is that makes you talk. He rips that. They rip that out of him. I think it, they, it wasn't a part of, it wasn't part of, I it, think it was a part of the brain because it was a, like the... It was something cord, but I can't remember what the cord was. I've got cortex. Spi- something cortex. cord, cortex. I don't know. As you can tell, science, we were very good at it. Mm, well, brain yeah. bit. Biology was <laughs> not my strong. Mushy brain bit. Make talk. That's what they got. Whatever it is they rip out of Bob, that's a new feature. Yes. Snapping necks, new feature. Mm, a feature which um, I, I prefer the time travel thing, but because... I it think d- it does make sense for the Yeah, it does make story, sense, but it's... It makes sense, and it's arguably somewhat scarier because it means everything's very much, like, finite. Because with the Doctor, you send the Doctor back in time, he will figure out a way to come back. As he did in Blink. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Yeah, I agree with you there, just... There's something more about... I think it's something more unique about the angels sending you back in time rather than just being... You know? Yeah, I think just because this story is doing something a bit different. Yeah. Because, like, if you think the three main appearances the weep angels have in Doctor Who at this time before they then appear in series 13 of you go blink, then you get this, then you get the angels take Manhattan. Blink, and angel take Manhattan. Lots of zapping you back in time. This, is, this is the one in the middle where it's kind of going... They're not at full strength yet. They're just going to snap your neck because that's all they really need to do. Or, they're not really bothered about yeah, killing yeah, you. They exactly. No, but they're, they're not bothered about sending you back in time. Not because... It could be because they're not at full strength, but I think it's more because we're munching off this radiation. We don't really need to send you anywhere. Why don't we have some fun? You know? Yeah. It's the, and they're their not scavengers. They're, they're the, an army. They're killers. Their mission is basically to get out of the ship, basically. They're kind of thinking... Oh, I can't be arsed with you. Because maybe maybe they have to think about where they're sending people to. I think it, no, it's so probably... Thinking, I don't have the effort right I now. mean, what takes more effort? Doing your, doing your special skill, your secret talent, or just stabbing someone? Yeah. You know? Just, let's, just, come on, let's just just kill that guy. Mm. Get over it. We just need to get over You've it. got to do your tap we need to dancing get from, a, No, listen, I'll just stab the instructor. We need to get from here to there. I can't be asked to sending Bob back in time. Just kill him. I need to chat to the doctor. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so I get it fair enough it's not it's not even an was it a negative point uh, no it was a um middling so yeah a, a neutral point yes yes but no i think um i mean i think the anything that holds the image of an angel itself becomes an angel nice in theory because you get the idea that somebody could go well, rather than blink, why don't you just film an angel? And then you can always look at it, that kind of thing. You can be in a different room, you can look at it. It kind of goes, but well, if you did do that, it wouldn't work anyway. I like that because it means the defense mechanism works on multiple layers. Yeah. And it also gets for the scene where it is. I, f- I do find it creepy when, when she looks at the four second recording and it does gradually turn its head. You are like going, mm, whoa, that's not supposed to happen. It's, it's, it's. I like it because it's breaking the rules. As we've said, mm. it's very much like recording this recording's mo- no right hold on this shouldn't it's, it's very much like no 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 you shouldn't be doing this yeah. do you want to maybe no slow down wait just a second let it now wait it's it's i really it is a very good scene actually and with amy very much and i like how amy doesn't clock onto it being something scary until about halfway through because that's that's realistic you know like this Is weird, but you're just oh, hold on. You oh, wait, oh, no, what? Ah! yeah, it's nice. It's it's a, it's a and really good And then I like scene. that she even just thinks, pause it, <laughs> yeah, that'll because there's a glitch where you don't see it, pause it on that. And she goes, I like that she kind of goes, that was good, that wasn't it? Like you can see, she's proud of herself for mm. thinking of that. And I like that it's a companion of doing something and being active in this situation. And I like, um, I do find Amy quite of a meh companion, but I do think she has some really good. She gets sidelined a bit in the story, but I do think she has some good moments. Like I think that. she's a I think she can be really strong next to Matt, Matt's doctor. I think they can be a great duo, actually. As a duo, I think yeah. they can be great. But there are definitely some moments where the character takes a weird turn. Rather the only bit with the angels, anything that holds the image that becomes an angel, I think doesn't really work. Is when Amy basically starts turning into one. I mean there's one in her mind. And I think it's kind of this. It provides stakes. It the countdown thing. I love the countdown scene where, you know, she does. I'm five, five, fine. I love bits like that. I like that she goes seven. She doesn't say seven. River in the background just goes. Yes, yeah, you did. You did. I love. I do really like that. I, just quickly, I really like that bit more from it just being kind of the Doctor figuring out, but also very much the Doctor and River are very much on the same page, and it's like we're both onto this. What the? Yeah, f- yeah. I do. I I do enjoy that bit. But just the idea that... Cause I'd, correct me if I'm wrong. But as they don't really explain why specifically it's happening to Amy, do they? It's because she looked at one for too long. Looked it in the eyes. Remember they say, don't look at one in the eyes? It's because she looked at one in the eyes. And then it's like it created an... It's like she... Some mumbo jumbo. It, but from do that... You see, there's a point there when I was explaining it and I was like, it does something. Because I'm not actually sure what okay, it Okay, sure. But I do kind of think like... Was Sally not looking at them in the eyes? Was La- Lawrence, whatever his name was, from Blink? But he's clearly looking at them in the eyes in that bit where he's going, "Sally, I can't do this anymore." He's clearly looking at them in the eyes. Why didn't he happen- needs glasses? Why didn't it happen to him? Why doesn't this happen to anybody else we see again? Is it just- not? Is this the only time? It's the only time one and only time we see this? Why is it just Amy's memory? Because they go, "Well, you're you can remember it, so your memory holds an image, and it, it's like." Yeah, but you all know what an angel looks like. Why aren't you all? I think there would have it? been a better way to do that. You could have had it less be the turns you into an angel, and more just makes you more scared, and that makes you more likely to be killed. That's you know what I Maybe, mean. Maybe if you I... want that, but no, I do agree with you there. Like I've got it as a neutral here, but it's because I was worried you'd you'd quite like the point. So <laughs> it's actually a um. I quite like... Is that where we're at with this podcast now? You're now scared to say things if I'm going to go, no! No, <laughs> I will broach the situation and have my argument prepared, depending, <laughs> okay? No. Um, I said here, I quite like the I thing because... Right, I quite like the I thing because it was quite nice having, as you said, the countdown. and It was really nice having kind of Amy by herself. And he created a lot of nice, really tense and kind of important moments for the like the second half, I think. Or some of the stronger moments, like when she's alone in the forest. And I, I do quite like that, and the separation of her and the Doctor. It's, I like that. It creates a lot of nice moments. And when I think. the second Doctor appears as well, did you notice that? Yes, I there no that I was, I love that bit because it's very much like um, I love that because you had the first Doctor run off, and I'm like, he's not running. Really, like you know me, I'm very. Perceptive with costumes, yes. you see. I saw him run off, and the, mo- the second one showed up. I was like, "You've got your jacket on. You're not the same one." Oh my god! Ah, because I, I, I forgot. Because I've seen, I have seen where this goes, mm. but I forgot it, and I was like, "Oh hello, you're back." Oh, that's because of that, and it was really, really nice. I like it because if you look carefully, you will see that he's wearing his tweed jacket. But we're not going to draw too much attention to it. It's so, so subtle that so I forgot it until you mentioned it. If you're it not paying attention. You can use, and even when you see the hands, his sleeves are rolled up and you don't see it. So it's not you it's only if you see the sh- shoulder shot, you see that bit there mm. is tweed. If you're not looking carefully, you just assume it's the same doctor who's just gone. Actually, Continuity error, just need to say one more thing. It just you, you forget it, about it, but you might not even think about it. You could at the time, I'm sure people probably did go, Did you notice his jacket reappeared there? Yeah, a bit of a mistake. They must have done two takes. That's as far as we've got. Some people could have gone, I didn't even notice that, and that's fine. Mm. But then when you get to this finale, you go. Oh wait, that's why he had his jacket. And I, I kind of like that you've already introduced it, but not mm-hmm. mentioned it. Stephen's damn good at his timey-wimey stuff, isn't
1: he? Yeah, but yeah. no, I,
0: I, you can really imagine how much he thought this series yeah. out. Like maybe he regrets the job because of how like he's, <laughs> he probably <laughs> had a whiteboard, but it's probably <laughs> half whiteboard, half wallpaper. He's just done it everywhere, <laughs> ceiling, yeah, yeah, yeah. floor. Stephen, are you doing all right? I'm writing about <laughs> the tweed <crack>. jackets. <laughs> no, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen got uh, committed to a mental asylum. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote many episodes of Doctor Who, but no. Um, yeah, Re- really subtle moment in that, and kind of forget a. It. It's, it's everything you've just said. There you go. But no, I like. But the eye thing. Back to that. You get moments like that. You get all these moments because of the eye thing, and I think they're important for the episode. But as a thing in itself, in my words here, a bit weird though. Doesn't really. I just think it's yeah. a bit of a pointless. I like it Not point But kind of Too much I think It's too far I think it's a bit like I could have done without this I really like the countdown bit I'm not really bothered About anything else Could have got rid of it Yeah Because even if you get to like You could say I like the bit Where she's walking through the forest With her eyes closed Maybe Then you'll still get The angels moving In that scene And I can't say I'm a fan of that Do you want to talk about that bit now? Yeah because there was a moment before, actually, before that bit, where it's got... Um, do you know his name? Main, the main priest. What's his name? Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, Bishop. Is that his name? Bishop. Something else. But I forget the actor's name and I'm going to f- I hate myself for it, but he actually plays Batman in the Titans TV show. He does. Yeah. You are correct. Completely forgot. And that. I think he was really strong in this episode, actually. I think he's a great actor. He was in Game of Thrones as well. I, I, he was in a very important part yes. of Game of Thrones, but I forget yes. which character. But he's I, very look, good. I looked at him and I went, "I'm sure you're probably in Game of Thrones." There's a lot of actors that I've never, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but there's a lot of actors I know are in Game, Game <laughs> of Thrones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just so culturally, you know, relevant. Mm. that I go, "Why do I?" Know and, you, and you might have watched it if the final season was good. It's not. No, I wouldn't. It's got dragons in it. I don't watch anything with dragons in. What? It's, I don't like. I don't like fantasy. Um, what? Hold on, dragons. are... What what? Anything that's like anything that is like we must go on this quest for this dragon and you are the ruler of this land, I go, sod off. I love dragons. I go, Jesus, get that out. If it's martial arts dragons, go for it. Oh, I it. see. Love it. But if it's like, <laughs> if it is like we are must travel to Neverland on the morrow because we need the sword of Amlagon, like, shut up. You're boring me to tears. You don't need it. <laughs> I go if you went, we need to get a spaceship to this place for this, that, and we must battle this. I'm like, I'm with you. If it's just we must walk through a dragonist, aren't you? So we must walk through the forest and avoid the dragon. I'm like, oh Oh, come on. Dragons are cool. That's the kind of thing. It's like I go it's like I go, I'm a nerd. But I feel like I like cool nerd things. <laughs> when it gets when it gets to something like that, it's going, oh, do you like the dragon or do you like the sword? I can, I go, just go outside, please, get a hobby. Imagine having a dragon as a pet that you <laughs> can like ride and he'd be like, <laughs> so like yes, rah! yes, I can explain the timelines to Halloween to you. But at least that's kind of cool. <laughs> Hold on, if there's some guy, a dragon. if there's some guy walking around going, I am a wizard. I go, you are a loser. Like, oh my I god, just, have you not seen <laughs> Lord of the Rings? can't stand it oh my god ah i remember you mentioning this and you've suddenly brought it all back you sorry i've seen i've seen all three hobbit films and wanted to kill myself yeah because the hobbits are terrible i agree with you and then i've seen i've seen bits of lord of the rings i've never sat down it's like harry potter i've never sat down and watched a harry potter film from start to finish because you go i'm magic and a spell and i go shut up (laughs) <laughs> I, like, oh, I don't have time for fantasy. You devil, you demon, Lord you... Of the... Lord of the Rings. I Actually, you know, I was... At a ha- there's a scene in Lord of the Rings where Legolas rides down a shield, shooting arrows at someone. It is beautiful, and you are wrong for hating it, and Gandalf is wonderful. And I... Yeah, mo- he's an and eight. And listen, my mum used to have <laughs> Lord of the Rings red room when she was a kid by her dad. And I'm going to spoil it for you here, because screw you, but there's a moment in it that is wonderful, because Gandalf gets... Murdered, right? And then he comes back to life, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful, and I hate you. For- My mom had a Lord of the Rings themed wedding. What's your point? Why did you not like Lord of the Rings? <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> like I just, I just, right? I was at a Halloween party the other day, right? Yeah, there was somebody there as Frodo. I said, to, he went, he went. I, went, I looked at him. And I went, well, what are you supposed to be then? Huge. And he, and he went, I'm Frodo. And I went, oh And he went, I oh, don't you like Lord of the Rings? I went. I went, it's three, o- it's nine hours of walking. And then I said to him. Even the trees walk. It's beautiful Everybody walking. It's amazing walking. No. If you want to walk, nerds, go outside! Yeah, it's walking. <laughs> yeah, but it's walking with beautiful shots and beautiful music. And you have... Go outside! No! I got... Losers sitting there playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you... Covered in crisps. Oh, get over yourself. Losers. Get over yourself. Where do you get off? <laughs> I like cool nerd <laughs> things. Well, back to Bishop, which is what we were talking about before Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a bit that I do think is like... Um, I was already starting to go, I'm not believing you're a statue anymore. And it's a bit... It's An angel is holding him. And obviously, he's struggling trying to move around. Now, what should be happening is the angel should be completely stationary and still. But it's wobbling. And it's moving. And you can see the... the Well, I say the actor. They're, they're played by ballet dancers, aren't they? So you can see the dancer is trying not to move and the, i don't think the head turns but it is wobbling and the arm does do this a little bit and now at the moment i was going could you not have made a prop i think it should what it should have been and if it if it, if it was a prop it wasn't a great one but what it should have been is a fixed angel which is like bolted to the floor and then you you put him there you have like the arm which locks in and then he's just there. Mm. That's what they should have had. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, it's not moving. So but, he can fight against it. Yeah, exactly. And it won't wobble. Yeah. But because it was wobbling, I was like, I'm starting to see an actor. When Amy is stumbling mm, through the forest. That is one thing about this whole episode compared to Blink. I'm seeing more of an actor in yes. an angel suit. When than, When Amy is walking through the forest and they are turning their heads. And yes, you've got some... Oh my God, that's an turning You, got, you, you have, have a shock got, factor. Yes, you've got... No, I was about to say, yes, you've got some foley of, of stones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still seeing... Yeah. I'm still seeing actors now. Yeah. And that is... I've said... I actually kind of forgot this was in this. I'm going to be honest, I forgot this was in this scene, this episode. And I've said before that there was a rumour that we're going to see angels move in series 13. And I said, under no circumstances should we ever see angels move. We've already seen it. I did forget this, be- probably because I wiped it from my mind. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to see that. I've seen this bit before and I've, I forgot it as well. I've seen this episode so many times, but I forgot it was a thing. And I think it's because I don't, sometimes if I don't like something, I will be really passionate and I will never forget it. Sometimes if I don't like it, my mind deletes it. And I think this is a case of my mind has deleted it. Yes. Rather than having a passionate opinion on it. With with it for me, obviously that there is like a shock factor of oh my god, the angels are moving. Like there is that shock factor, that moment of not seeing anything before. You have that. But it's not good. Because the it angels are scariest it, yeah. when they you do not know what they are underneath. Because the idea is when 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 they're not stoned, do they look like they do underneath? Or is there more alien-esque? Because you hear them moving around the ship a bit at moments and they all, they're, they're more creature-like than anything from what you hear. So in my mind, I've always pictured them as something like the angels in stone, like the mouth opens, but you have something more. So you know how you have the weeping angel face and then you have the mouth is wide and that's like, imagine the exaggeration, like the change from the face to open mouth. Imagine that for the rest of the body, like you have maybe longer fingernails, bigger wings, more like elongated everything. So there is more mm. creature there. That's the idea I get from the angels. I might be wrong, but that's what I get. Just your interpretation. Exactly. That's the point. When they're not in stone form, obviously. But then, seeing them move in stone form, to me, that's like, that's telling me that they always look like that. And I'm like, that's now not really doing much for me. I don't want to know that. Mm. I know they're half stone, but even so, are they putting themselves to stone? Because I always felt like it was a natural response rather than something they choose to do. You know? Mm. So it's kind of like, I, I know, I, I know. It's kind of like I don't like it. For, I just baseline. <laughs> I, just don't like it, I don't yeah. like it being a yeah. thing. It's bleh. I also think in that the the forest scene, I do, so I do find them scary in Time of Angels. Yes, you did work this out, but let's just say this from a first time viewer. When they're saying we're looking for an angel, I find that really scary because there's so many of these statues everywhere you go, and it could literally be anyway. It could be hiding between these. Yes, you do then work out they 're all angels but you know with the say first time viewing we you're really not working that out even though it yes it leaves you enough clues to work it out yourself but then when they do go i have got two heads you'd go wait whoa so it does it's work. at least confirming your theory yeah but yes you did work that out but I'm yeah. saying the the idea that if there's this army of statues and that there's a there's a statue hiding amongst them it could be any of them that is scary Forest you see them move and then there's so many of them. I don't think they feel like a threat anymore. Because even though, you go, yeah, but there's loads of them. So, you know, there's more of a threat. But there's loads of them, and they actually do less. And I think, like, imagine, well, that bit when they're looking out into the forest. If it was one angel getting gradually closer, gradually closer, that's scary to me. If there's a load of them all coming towards you, you're seeing too much of it. You're seeing too many angles of it. If you just have one gradually, what is going to happen when it gets here? When there's so many of them. I kind of think, oh, look, there's so many angels. Mm. Like I will say, I found the angels scarier in that, just the security footage camera where you see it facing the other way than, you know, that final shot where you see like all of them in weird positions and then they all fly away. Whether they're not actually there. They're all just PNGs. Yeah. <laughs> it was very much like, yeah. I, I do get exactly what you mean. You kind of, it's like Alien 1 is a horror film. Aliens, as you can tell by the name, Is well, it's a sequel, but also there's loads of them. That's more of an action film. And that's kind of what happens here, really. But that was a conscious decision. Where with here, there are definitely moments where it still tries to be scary, but because there are so many, it does lose that because you know exactly what they look like at this point. And we see them move, and then they're less scary. Yeah, just seeing them move takes away so much. So I'm going back to it, but it really does just make them less scary to me. It does, yeah. And I don't want to. I don't. I. I can't see. The whole point is, it's a. It's a defense mechanism. Like you. It's and it's. It's a, something which, I feel like they can't not do. Because why? If they could not do it, why wouldn't they not do it? If there's just one person on the other end of the room who isn't a threat and they could just munch them, mm-hmm. why would they, ever just freeze in that situation? What is the point? I can understand it against like. Trying to blend in with society. That's fair enough. But if you're in a dark room with one. Scared Sally just on the other end of the room. Why not just unchange, munch her up a bit? You know, why not do that? So by having this bit, which where where they where they choose where they choose to freeze because they think they can see them, where they think Amy can see them, it's that's just weird to me in that sense, because it's it's a it's a it's more of a evolutionary defense mechanism and it's not a choice thing. Because it shouldn't be, because that's everything else. So that's a problem to me. But also, the fact they move is a problem. That whole scene really annoys me. Uh, I do like that, actually, we'll come on to this scene now. I do like that it is more, they're on the offensive. Blink is defensive. It's, let's get away. Let's get out of the situation. Like we said, they never actually defeat the monsters. mm -hmm. It's just, get away from the monsters. This one is like, right, let's go get them. It is more like, come on, let's actually have a battle with the angels now. Which does take us on to, like I said, my favorite moment of the 11th Doctor is in the time of angels when he realizes he's cornered by the angels, but he's still going to get to them somewhere and get, well, he does initially get away, but to get to them. And it's when he does the whole speech when he says, if you want to, you know, there's one thing you're never put in a trap. If you want to see the tomorrow, all that blah, 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 blah. And, you know, fires into the air. I just love that moment because he's just like... It's like a darker side to the Doctor, but it's like, yeah, you don't mess with me. It reminds me of, not the Time Lord Victorious section specifically, although that is one of my favourite... It's a very... like, It's a, one of my favourite moments of Doctor Who because you see that side of the Doctor. I like, in every sense, in every example of Doctor Who, like any Doctor, I like seeing them do that kind of... I'm the doctor. I save people. That moment, and mm. this, I agree with you, is a wonderful Matt Smith moment because it is him being like the one thing you've done wrong here is mess with me. Yeah, you have, you could like basically you could have killed all these people, but you decided to bring me along too. So whoopsie daisies! Let's get out of here. I love it. It's great. You know, mm. the I googled the quote. Are you ready? This is my version of Matt Smith. Right. No, it's not. If it we're David Tennant, the, the, qu- the quote is, there's one thing you never put in a trap. If you're smart, if you value your continued existence, if you have any plans about seeing tomorrow, there's one thing you never put in a trap. And what would that be, sir? Me. What did, was your Batman at the end there? I did go a bit Bane and Batman, yeah. actually, didn't I? And what would that be, sir? Me. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was Alfred as it's <laughs> No, it's a it's inc- very, very good line. It is, I do love
1: a little bit arrogant but
0: it's great it's but that's 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 the the side of the 11th doctor i like i like the 11th doctor when he's slightly let me let me Uh, there is there is um where is it i've got a good note here Uh, in the book can you not can you not jabber while i'm trying to make a point you're welcome you completely derailed me there by you going (laughs) there's a moment in the beast below where basically the doctor just snaps and he goes, There is nothing that any human can say to me today. And he just proper shouts to them and he, he snaps. You get a moment like that again later in the Flesh and Stone where Rivers saying, It can't be done. It can't be done. And the doctor's like, oh, and it can't, don't tell me what can and can't be done. That side of the 11th Doctor, I love. I love that he is, like we kind of said about Jody Whitaker in our Flux Part 1 review, when it's kind of like, i'm a bit more happier i'm younger i'm all this kind of thing but then it's like when it comes down to it it's like shut up because i'm just i'm let me deal with this and there's a darker side beneath so when you get those moments i just mentioned or the moment where he is actually saying you know what i've been quite friendly with you but actually don't mess with me because i'm the doctor i really like that side of the 11th doctor it is that kind of people say he's you know he's the old man in a young man's body and it's kind of just like right i've been through a lot i'm a am gr- technically a grumpy old man now yes i've got the body of a young man but actually look i don't have time for this so get to the point i agree with everything you've said there and sorry about my gibbering because i was trying to find my note here where it says i love it when matt's doctor gets angry yes it's wonderful it adds layer to the it adds layers to the character like an onion and it's really important and we get it in, a, in basically every other version of the doctor we see that and it's incredibly important for the wider character knowing that he is this angry person you know mm. so i agree with everything you said there 10 out of 10 it is the thing i say we lose by series 7 why it just becomes very silly and slapsticky i go but with that dark element was what i think made your doctor strong and we have lost it but um let me look at what else i've got to say well, well i'll talk about the crack i think flesh and stone because i do think i love all the angel build-up town of angels i didn't time of angels i didn't write a single negative point for but it gets to flesh and stone and i do think it is kind of like actually i did write actually great inclusion of the crack when it first appears because i like that it is going this is something that is following hold on what is that let's just have a moment to deal with it but then when it becomes so integral in the plot i'm like "Ah, save this for finale We're doing a bit too much now. When you've got all this light. I like people disappearing and things like that. But it is kind of like, I don't really want it here. It's nice. It's cool. Oh, what happened to these people? Sure. But it is kind of like, did we need to do this now. Because you had a really great mystery and a really great tense battle with Weeping Angels. And now you've copped out by just going, here's something. They've gone like the doc again you could you could kind of say like blink he doesn't actually defeat them he just gets away from them because he just happens to drop them into the crack which Mm. happened to appear at that moment if the crack hadn't appeared if they weren't able to use the crack there's no indication of what the doctor's plan actually was to get them out we don't know would they have actually got out and i don't really Mm -hmm. like that i want to believe that the doctor had a plan and a strategy to get them out, but then he had to adapt around the crack. To me, it just feels like the Doctor had no plan and the crack just came in at the last minute and saved the day. It's a Deus ex machina. Ex machina. I agree with everything you've said there because to me, the first episode is an incredible setup and a sequel of Blink. You see the angels, you see more of the angels. It's an incredible episode of setting up the angels as a threat for this second party, you know? Mm. And then in the second party, you get, I think the first half of the second part was very strong. You have this threat following them. They're trying to figure something out. They're on the ship for some... Although in the ship to get away from the angels and they're trying to get through the ship. That's great. But the moment the crack shows up, it does feel very much like... It feels ham-fisted. It feels forced into the story because we've got to tell you about the crack. or the crack's got to do something big. And it feels like a bit of a cop-out, frankly, because you have... The Angels. You have the Angels versus the Doctor. How's he going to get out of this? And as you said, he gets out of it by using an external force that he doesn't really even understand. So he wasn't responsible for bringing this external force. He was just there. He was like, peace. Gonna use it. Great seeing the Doctor use his environment, but that's part of the environment that shouldn't have even been there in the first place. Mm. So I don't like it. And I just think it's... it's it's. I would have, as you said, prefer to see him tackle that. The Angels it is. That is as... Like he solves it, I want him. To, I want. I. I want him to defeat the angels as the Doctor, you know, rather than something else. And it did did feel like that. It was a. And I feel like it did more than just kind of take away the defeat. It also took away the angels' presence. The angels were a threat. They were a threat. They were a threat. Oh, they're running. They're running away. What's happening there? You know, it's suddenly the angels aren't. The main threat anymore and it feels what was the point of that setup in the first episode then the payoff is not worthy of the entire focus of the episode moves away from the angels and towards the crack and i'm going that's why i said that feels like the job of finale and it's just basically it's like them reminding you the crack is a thing but it's like going yeah but the angels were the point of this episode we were trying to get away all through part one we're trying to get away from the angels trying to find the angels Mm -hmm. trying to defeat the angels it gets to episode two and you go right Angels have passed now. Now let's deal with the crack. And it's like you're in the middle of an episode about the angels. We've not completed that story with the angels yet. So at least at least complete the story with the angels and then move on to the crack. Don't deal with the crack in the middle of the angels and then defeat the angels by just tipping the ship on its side and dropping them into it. It's like no, you've really lost what was making this episode so, so effective. I just trying to cram a bit of story and exposition into it exactly 10 out of 10 i agree with everything you've said yeah. there. It's exactly yes I, yes I've, I've said the bit where river says throw me in i like yeah but it is like but we shouldn't be in this situation <laughs> in the first place this shouldn't no. be, this shouldn't be happening so i do think just the final thing just before final verdict is the elephant in the room there's one scene that Moffat claims is his big regret on Doctor Who and he wishes he hadn't done it. Tell me all about this. Well, that's basically the end of it. Did he 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 say why he doesn't like it? He might have done, but um, let's let's have a quick Google while I ramble. But I remember seeing something that said like, do you have any regrets on Doctor Who? And he has said, this scene shouldn't have happened. There you go. Here's an article from the Radio Times professionals i shall now go to an article from digital spy because the (laughs) radio times didn't want to okay when asked about what he could change what he would change if he could moffat said i'd change i'd change all my mistakes but that would be exhausting he then added there's one mistake that rankles me to this day because it's just wrong there's a scene at the end of a season five episode called flesh and stone where amy comes on to the doctor and it's a very good idea for a series hold on and it's a very good idea for a series because she's been through this traumatic experience and she doesn't quite know who or what the Doctor is or what his interest is in her. That's a, there's a brilliant scene to be written there and I entirely avoided writing it. I played it for laughs and it's so wrong. It doesn't make me laugh at all. I just feel uncomfortable. Moffat added that he was proud of not screwing up. Oh, that's a different thing. <laughs> that's about the day of the Doctor. Um, yeah, so basically he's saying that what he was trying to get at is that she's been through trauma in flesh and stone? And she's disoriented and doesn't know what, what to do. But by doing that with coming onto the doctor, it feels icky. Mm-hmm. It is very, and it feels quite icky. I, I, I don't. I, I just it feels icky. But then you've got the doctor clearly saying no, and she's that's s- what I'm saying. Forcing, forcing you know, that's what I, I mean by it being yeah. icky. I mean, that's like there are some serious consent questions mm-hmm. going on here. The only bit that I think is funny is the bit where she is lying on the bed and he goes, Amy Pond, I need to sort you out. And she goes, that's what I've been saying. That's the only bit that I can okay, get. That's quite funny. But the whole scene, I go, I think it's out of character for Amy because she is very dedicated and very loving towards Rory. There are all of her wrong. I know mm. they do get divorced at one point. But that's not As point. As you do. They get divorced, but then they get back together because they know that they have to be together because they love each other so much. So her just switching to the doctor on her wedding night i'm like that's wrong amy wouldn't do that so that's one thing Mm -hmm. it's icky for consent reasons Mm -hmm. it's wrong because as moffat said the entire meaning of that scene was lost wasn't even there in the first place that's what he says doesn't he He says um there's a brilliant scene to be written there and i avoid i avoided writing it because he obviously just think he's obviously thought about it since gone why didn't i why didn't i play like that it's played for laughs. It isn't funny. And it's just this, that era, the, the, the doctor falling in love with a companion is a Russell T. Davis thing. Yes, I'm not a fan of it, but it's a thing that's in that era. And done, to me, well, so it's, you know. To me, I mean. not well, and that's why I don't like it. But, it. <laughs> to, be, though, to be fair, I do like when he does go, I'm 907, this isn't going to work, you die. I go, yes, exactly. Why didn't you say that to Rose? Come on. So I do like I do like when he mentions that, to be fair. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but the, 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 the whole love thing between the Doctor and the companion isn't really ever part of the Moffat era. Yes, people are going to call me out and say, well, he clearly fancied Clara. And I can say there are things that indicate towards that, but I don't ever feel, but it's never treated like he actually wants a relationship with her. Yes, he does that, or you're squeezed into a dress too tight. Yes, he does the, I'm pretending to be your boyfriend kind of thing. But to me, it never feels like, like with Rose, there is the will, they won't, they thing. With Matt, with like, the 11th Doctor with Clara, it always feels like they won't. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And with a- that's the only time we've ever done that between the Doctor and the Companion in the Moffat era. Like, this series never touches on it again. But we have this one moment where suddenly we've made that a focus, and it's like are you just doing this because it was popular in the last era and people like the companion doctor well i say popular popular with some parts of the fan base in the last era or what are you doing it because the last era was popular and that was something it did maybe that's a better way of phrasing it i don't know but i don't like it mm. i mean even if they are trying to emulate the way it was done in the Rossity Davis era, it's not doing that because you're getting something, which is Amy forcing herself on the doctor, the doctor clearly saying no. Mm. So it, you're not even, you're not emulating anything good. What you're showing is you're representing, now that I know Amy was traumatized, you're representing that, but more what I what I saw was just Amy forcing herself on the doctor and that's major consent problem, you know? Yeah. So it's, you're not even, even if you're aiming for what the Rossity Davis era did, you're falling short there. So I don't really know what it's even trying to do because it's nowhere near. By the sound of it, my fat doesn't tell <laughs> So I don't know what they were trying to do and it's wrong and icky and bleh. And it's... And it's out of place. What you've it's said. a bad like, way so, to end the story, it really is. really is. Because the way you end any story is what people remember it for. They remember the great moments in, in the middle but an ending is what makes or break a story, really. And that's an ending that makes you think, I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. Because it's not funny. No. It's not. No. It's like if you think about, you've got the ending on the beach, when he says goodbye to River, he comforts Amy. Great. The way to end that is, you get in the TARDIS, cut the door closes, credits. Thank you. That extra five minutes, or however long that scene is, probably not even that, three minutes. Like, you tainted this a bit now mm-hmm. and it is the kind of thing where i go i love time of angels i do flesh and stone you've already i've already got problems with it and you've added this extra bit where i go ah i really don't like that yeah like i really don't like that yeah it's Just. so yeah final verdict Ooh. final verdict uh right. i'm not gonna ask is it as good as its reputation because i think its reputation is a bit Hard to gauge and mick and muddled and kind of, but I'm just gonna say, is it a good episode yeah. for you know, for series two where we say these are good episodes? Yes, for... do you think it fits into our roster? Of I'll do, episodes? I'll give you three ratings, I'll give you them separately and then as a whole. Um, Time of Angels, you know, I rate things very harshly, I don't give much 10 out of 10, but I think Time of Angels is <sighs> incredible, I think it is really strong, yeah. like really strong. And I can't remember what I rated stuff in the past, but... I I, believe the only... You gave Midnight a 10. Have you given anything else a 10? Don't think so. So what I'm leaning towards, I'm going to say this is Time of Angels, 9. Really strong. I'm thinking 9 as well. Really Really strong. Then Flesh and Stone. So if I'm I'm giving... I'm just gauging it to what I gave Jodie's. I gave Jodie's a 5. So Flesh and Stone... Pushing out a seven for me. Really? Maybe a six, I'm thinking. I was thinking five. Really? No, that was my nat- my nat- the number that naturally came to me yeah. that went five. And I thought, but that's really for me, that's really low because I'm much more generous with my I think I'm getting more generous with my ratings as time's progressing. I think you're getting more. Do you know what I've noticed on this podcast is you used to start as the cynical one, and I used to be the positive one. Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be switching, <laughs> like very gradually. I'm getting so much more critical with things I watch now. And now I've got the reputation of that I don't like anything. People are saying to me, Oh, you no. don't like anything. And I go, Wait, no, I do. I love things unconditionally. That was always my thing. Why am I now the negative? Part? So I don't know what's happening. We're swapping personalities. I don't. It's a bit fly. It might isn't still be it? with a series because the first <laughs> series was negative stuff. And I'm very much kind of like, This is, needs to be done better. But now we're on here. I'm like, Good. Good time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I. The number that came naturally was five, but to me that feels really low compared to my usual ratings. The only reason is because there are... What is a standout moment from Flesh and Stone? I think I'm giving it a six because it's a sequel to, because it's a part two of the first part. No, you're right. Five. Five. Five, 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 five. Because I think there's the river moment, but it's small. Mm. It's a line. And then there's the line where the doctor says, oh, that's like a fairy tale it's a line there is just these one or two lines where i go i like that the only reason i can give it get it up to five is the only reason i can get it up is because (laughs) it's because i lost time of angels so much so that sets up a very strong story so at least we're seeing more of that story but we do lose that story and replace it with a less interesting one and then we end Mm. it in a kind of a bad way so i do think I'm gonna say five, even though that is really yeah, low. I'm gonna say that five is low for me, but six five seems too low, but six seems too high. I'm giving it a five because of what you've say. you've kind of it's you've you've shown me that you're given uh, you were given it too much George because it's a continuation of the last one. Right. But like, so, already gives it five points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like five five out of ten. So what's that average to? Seven out of ten. Seven then, out of ten. Seven, Seven out of so the two parts. I think I'm quite satisfied. I'm with content that. with that. Yeah, I think that's everything. What's next, Aiden? That's the thing. I can't remember what we're doing next week. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to say it because I'm pretty sure it is. And if it's not, I'm just going to have to move the schedule around because I'm going to promise it now. But next week, we are doing Dalek. Hey. The first Christopher Eccleston one we've done Mm -hmm. in some time. It's because Eccleston's ones are usually good. Yeah. We only did one in Series 1, didn't we? long game do you know what it was, it was long game it was episode because i did the, it it's episode nine that's a really long time ago it's now next week is going to be episode 32 been a long, a long time, time since we've done the ninth doctor yeah so next week gonna be Dalek. now whether i like it or not because yeah. i promised it i'll go back and look at the schedule and go that's not right but um yeah so join us then and goodbye yes thank you very much for listening everyone